Hi, my name is Cade. If you're an upcoming artist, you should check out Go Produce. Hey, what's up, what's up, smartest? Alex Cade, thank you so much for being here. Cade himself is a musical artist and entrepreneur and electronic music producer. He is currently developing his EDM group called Alex Cade. As a producer, he is remixed and co-written co-written with a plethora, a plethora of artists. We're going to talk about that. Cade also educates musical artists on how to better market their music, their brand, and themselves using organic social media methods and paid advertising. He's accrued over 51,000 followers on TikTok, over 3,000 Instagram followers based off of his EDM project for Alex Cade. And lastly, Cade himself is a professional drummer based in Toronto who is sponsored by TRS Custom Drums. Smartists! This is Alex Cade. Hey, what's good? Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure, my dude. Thank you so much for being here. Um, we do got several segments that we have in this show. So the first one we may as well start off with is called The Basics. That's, uh, that's featuring Grumpy Sound Guy. You know, he's not here in person right now, but he's still here in spirit. Um, but what we're going to do, yeah, 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 <laughs> Kate, what we're going to do with the basics is we just want to understand you a little bit better. Um, so first question is, why did you choose music over anything else? Oh man, music is just, it's fun. And I, you know, living, I don't want to be stuck in a nine to five doing something that I hate. So, so the short response is music is fun. And I know how to make money through music. So why would I do anything else for money? I don't have a response to that. I don't have a, a why. Not. <laughs> uh, that makes total sense. And, and okay, so making money doing music seems to be quite tricky for a lot of individuals. You've said that uh, quite confidently that you figured out a way to do that. So we'll get a little bit more into that a little bit down the road. Um, but up until you were able to figure this out, was there ever a point of hesitation that you work that nine to five and then you're like, okay, now it's time to make that jump in case someone else is questioning whether it's the right time? I first started, my, my first paycheck from music was when I was 17. And my friend, he had a friend who was who was about to, to propose to, to his fiance. So he's like, yo, can, can you help play a bit of percussion for this, right? Oh, wow. 30 minutes, he e-transferred me $200 later. I'm like, what the heck? I'm like, what? And then my parents are like, what? He, he made money doing music? That, that's weird. And, you know, Asian immigrant parents are like, the only jobs are doctor, lawyer, business owner, whatever. Right? But with this, they're like, this is very, very confusing for them. And then as the time went on, like, I, I played a few, <coughs> excuse me, I played a few other gigs and I was making money and they're just so confused as to why money was coming from from music because they didn't understand how it worked you know it's either you're starving or you're super super famous they don't understand you know kind of the the in-between right um but yeah so it was after after that just playing a ton more gigs so i started off as a drummer i i went to york university for a year humber college for two years for for drumming and in the summers or, or dur during during that time I, I met a lot of people and then in the summers it was drumming was like a full-time gig wasn't a ton of money but enough to you know pay my bills and stuff i was living at my parents still when i was a kid but it was enough to pay the bills and then i dropped out of school 
back in 2017 because you know going to school is it's very very stressful especially with music school and um jazz school it's a bit toxic at times the environment's very very toxic as opposed to you know the pop industry where everyone's always just trying to help each other the the kind of jazz musician session musician industry is a bit more it's a bit more gatekeepery like and i didn't elitist? like that environment yeah very very elitist I have a ton of friends who who I went to school with that I, like I love. They're such nice people, and we all share like facts and whatever. We're always just trying to help each other win. But just the the fact that there's like so much there's there's such a large amount of people who are that kind of elitist, a bit more negative, not trying to you know help everyone win, just focused on their own success. Right. I didn't really like that. So I was like, that is toxic. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway, moving forward, uh, I. I got I had to leave my parents' home due to some like arguments about my like my choice in career. <laughs> so after that, that that's when I really had to like you know hustle down, find find a nine to five, and stuff. I, I was working retail, sold some cars. I did some. Uh, I, I was a garbage man. But then during all those jobs, like whenever I got home, I was just back to doing music. So I'm like, okay maybe I just got to figure out like, okay, how can I make more money doing music? Because I was still playing gigs and stuff. And in the summer again, right. I, I could quit my job and go back to, to playing because in, in the summer, there's so many gigs everywhere. And so I was just always being hired. But when COVID hit, <laughs> so that made it a bit harder to, to, you know, gig because we're not allowed out. No, we didn't want to hurt <laughs> anyone. It's illegal we now. Spread anything. <laughs> yeah. So, that's when I realized, okay, how I, I gotta I gotta really really get better at this stuff. Um, I got I gotta learn how to do better sales, better marketing, uh, be a better musician, you know. And when when I started realizing that, like I to to make it in music, you you can't only be good at music. You gotta like learn all these other skills, especially if you don't have a team behind you, because I'm I'm doing everything by myself basically. Just learning all these skills really really helped me. You know, end up making a full-time income from music, paying all my bills, living, like, I'm living frugally. I don't spend a lot of my money. I don't go out. I literally just lock myself in my basement and just work all day. And do, but you, I love do what, what you got to do, exactly. Exactly, exactly. And I don't, don't go out. And all my money, all the money that I make, like, some goes to expenses, but the rest just goes back to the business to to, to keep growing and, you know, help exactly. me keep doing what I love. Yeah. Reinvigorate it all. It makes sense. Exactly. Okay, so, so... That's a that's a fabulous story, and obviously there's still a lot more that has to unfold from it all. But so far, you've clearly learned a lot of lessons, and you've made a lot of significant choices. Is there a first lesson that comes to mind from your whole experience? Maybe it was when you were 17, and you got paid. You're like, "Yo, I can actually make some money." What 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 was one of those first lessons that stood out to you? Just don't listen to what anyone says if it's negative, if they don't support you don't listen to them you, you really really got to have tunnel vision when you're pursuing music because it's such a it's something that i'd say 99 99 of people don't understand that it is a viable career path but it's just not very common and that's why people you know if it was easy everyone would be doing it Arrow, but exactly. it's not but you really got to have that tunnel vision and just like you know take whatever the haters say with a grain of salt even if it's your parents even if it's your close friends even if it's you for a half a day, yeah. Like sometimes you gotta... self doubt yourself too. Can't listen to that. Oh yeah, I, I doubt myself so much. Imposter syndrome all the time. But it's just like when when that happens, I just kind of step back, 
go upstairs, cry it out, come back down. I'm like, okay, let's just do something fun. And then, you know, t- keep on moving. You got you to remember the ways to to make your work fun for you again because you're you're, you're doing music because it's fun. Right. Exactly. That's why we, we all love music. You're listening. If you're listening to this, you 100% love music and you want to do more music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you just got to remind yourself how to get back into that. Remind yourself how, how much you actually love music. Exactly. Don't uh, don't let anyone else's thoughts deter you from your own dream and your own vision, because it's not their dream or their vision to begin with. So they don't necessarily have to understand it. Right. That's that's just exactly completely it. removed. Um, yes. If you could change one thing about the music industry, what would you change? See, Spotify royalties are coming up, right? Streaming royalties, but I don't like, you know, there's ways to get around that, which I learned how to do for myself. Yeah. You're a genius Uh, there. There's like a lot of gatekeepery stuff, but that's just humans. Humans (laughs) are just gatekeepers. Like there's, there's a lot of things I, I think like, I wouldn't really change anything about the music industry. If you're trying to change a whole industry, if you're trying to, even if you're just trying to change, you know, your friend's perspective on that, it's a lot more work than you changing your own perspective. If, it's point. super, super easy for you to adjust your own views, your own perspective, and adjust how you work. It's super, super difficult to adjust how someone else works, how someone else sees things, right. let alone how an entire industry runs their business. So right now, I would say change artists upcoming artists mindset on how they can make a career out of music. That's what, that's the biggest thing that I would try to change. I think you're actively already doing this. I'm, I'm trying my best. I'm trying to topple down the, the, the big crappy machine that is the music industry. Right now. Man, I'm all for that. And, and honestly, a lot of the conversations we've been having in, in season five are around that a lot of the indie indie professionals out there are, are doing a lot of very cool things. Um, whether it's involved in tech, whether it's involved in like decentralized label systems kind of thing. So, so I'm very uh, eager or enthusiastic about the future of what this industry is, because there are a lot of different individuals changing their own perspectives that can make greater ripples that can eventually change an industry. Um, so, so I, I, I'm happy with that perspective and I do truly believe that upcoming artists, like you can't have a future music industry without upcoming artists. So if we bring it now, this is the wave. Everyone wants to be on that new wave anyway. Right. It's the cool thing. (laughs) Let's do this. Yeah. Um, awesome. Okay, cool. That is the basics. Wow. We are going into the next segment. The next segment is called the speed round. The, it's the speed round. Speed it's the speed round. round. <laughs> yeah, that was a terrible take. <laughs> All right. So in the speed round, we've got 20 different questions that I'm going to be throwing at you in rapid succession. You have oh three gosh. seconds. Oh, gosh. No. <laughs> All right, do it. Do you it got up. three seconds, yes. And if you if if the three seconds passes, you're gonna hear a buzzer that sounds like this. Yep. Oh man, you're starting my day off making me anxious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guys can be wired for the rest of the day. Like, oh, what's that buzzer? <laughs> All right, here All right, we let's go. Let's do it up. What is your favorite activity to do? Music. TikTok or Instagram? TikTok. What's your favorite meal? Chicken breast and pasta. Ooh, nice. Dead or alive, who would you like to have dinner with? (laughs) 
<laughs> oh my gosh, that that's a long three seconds. Do viral videos happen randomly? Seconds. No. Is water wet? No. Make the first sound that comes to your mind. Ah. What platform do you use to set up your merch? Shopify and Printful. If movie is to watch, then Netflix is too. Just <laughs> what? <laughs> do, you, do you have any nicknames? Chill? Yep. Ken. My my real name's Kenneth. People call me Ken. People call me Cade. Yeah. Interesting. Is is it important to keep a high quality social presence? Yes and no. Is this the best interview you've ever had so far? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I saw some hesitation there. <laughs> uh, do you prefer adventure or leisure? Oh man, I have no idea. I like both. Both is an answer. Do you prefer Facebook or Discord? I like both. <laughs> Who's an artist that you currently find the most exciting? Uh... <laughs> the next round is on me. What are you having? Oh, I don't drink. I don't drink. I don't smoke. You can have water. You can have tea. Any water. Either. Water. Sober juice. Always. What? Nice. One time you lost $3,000 because of bad branding. Is this true? Yes. Shit. Oh, my gosh. Who's an all-around <laughs> you did your favorite? research. <laughs> Who's your all-around favorite person? Big Lou from GoProduce. Well, damn. <laughs> uh, what is your favorite city? <laughs> We're favorite there. city? The, Toronto or L.A.? Dope, dope. And can you imagine a world without music? No. No. Stay away from me, that world. Uh, we made it through the end. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, we made it. Yes. Those three <laughs> seconds are long. Jeez. I'm like waiting for that buzzer to just hit when, when I stutter. I'm like, what the heck? Come on, come on, buzzer. <laughs> That's funny. Um, is there anything that you want to justify from those questions? Oh, uh, yo, that went so quick. You're going to have to... I, I don't know if you got my answers. I did get a couple of them. Me. Um, you're going to have to remind me. What I do want to ask is uh, the, the merch. You said Spotify or Shopify and Printful. How come two different online platforms? So, shop... So, okay. Uh, with print... With merch, there is... There are two ways that you can go about it. You can go the, you know, the traditional route, the older route, where you buy a bunch of... Like, you, you stock up on, like, 20,000 t-shirts, get them all printed out, and you just have them in your basement, in your attic. And then, you know, you mail them out yourself and do that. That's a lot of work. With Printful, or just this this other method, direct-to-garment, basically. And Printful isn't the only thing, but I just, you know, I'm, I'm happy with Printful, and they're probably, I think they're one of the main ones. Yeah, but I'm with them, with too. Direct to garment, with direct-to-garment, they basically, these companies, they hold all the inventory for you. They just have a bunch of blank t-shirts, high-quality t-shirts, and a bunch of different styles of t-shirts, hoodies, whatever, clothing, mugs sometimes. But you don't pay for anything until a customer buys a merch or buys something from your merch store on Shopify. When they buy something off Shopify, that sends data to this direct-to-garment factory and then they print it out on the t-shirt or hoodie or whatever they ordered. And then they send it straight to the customer. So you, it costs a bit more, but then you're not actually spending any money until you've actually made that money. So the cost is a bit higher, say, as opposed to, you know, you're ordering a thousand t-shirts for maybe five to $10 per t-shirt with Printful. You're, you're spending a bit more, 15 to 17 to maybe 20, 30, 
but then you don't have to do any of that work. You're not spending any money on shipping, on on producing this thing, on on holding just twenty thousand t-shirts like, yeah. up front. So up front you spend less money, but then if if you're doing this, you know, kind of if you're scaling this, if you're going on tour or something, then if you're going on tour, definitely hold that inventory and just carry the shirts, carry your merch in the van. And then uh, one more that I want to justify here in this round, maybe maybe, maybe I got the next one, um, is the Facebook and Discord. I'm not very uh, familiar with how Discord is being used for artists promotion slash building within this community. Um, but you said you like both, and I've seen you promote Discord quite frequently. So why do you like Discord as much as you like Facebook? And why should we be using it? So with Discord, I don't know how many people listening to this are familiar with Discord, but it's just a place where you can chat in real time with anyone. Or not anyone, but like people in a server. Like let's say like with a Facebook group, it's very, very similar to Facebook groups. With a Facebook group, you'll post something and then it might be, you know, you, you might get a response instantly. You might get a response in like two hours and you kind of might go back and forth. You know, every two hours, someone leaves a comment or something. With Discord... There's all there's usually someone on it, and so you can talk in real time and just you know when you're talking in real time, the conversations are a lot more organic. It's a right. lot more natural, and they kind of they're they're different from talking on Facebook where you're like commenting and stuff. So with Discord, what I find the most beneficial for Discord for artists is not for promoting yourself, but really really creating that community within your fan base creating you know ours is called the alex kate family so just you know making that those family ties stronger between everyone who is in our server i'm in that server i talk pretty frequently my bandmate alex she's in there always talking pretty frequently and our fans get to talk to us they get to talk to each other about things that they have interest in and it's it's just a place for for community building i think that's the biggest thing about discord would you recommend an artist that doesn't have a Facebook group or a Discord to build one over the other first? I don't I don't even have a Facebook group. I think Facebook groups are like kind of they're dying out. Facebook groups are definitely better for businesses and like managers and just other people or de- depends on your demographic. If if you're de- if if your audience, if most of your fans are like in the generation who grew up with Facebook, then Facebook groups might be the way to go and you know it's 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 organized there whereas discord is it's a bit more hectic because it's just like a giant chat room so i'd say really really ask your fans exactly what they want right if you don't have any fans then like don't worry about it don't worry about discord facebook focus on building your fan base first but once you have those fans literally just ask them send them a dm do you guys want a facebook group or do you guys want a discord server and there's your answer Boom. Nice and easy. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Um, <clears throat> and then can you tell us a little bit about this bad branding story? Just a, a quick, maybe like nine oh. seconds summary. So this kind of goes back to the, I don't want to work a nine to five anymore. I want to, I want to do my own thing, but I didn't learn how to do my own thing with music yet. So I thought, you know, I'm, I'm getting all these ads on my Facebook about Amazon, uh, e-commerce and all that. So I'm like, okay, what if I design some clothing and try and sell it? And I had no idea. Like, this is like, I, I, I spent all this time on the product, on the setup and all that stuff. I, I, I had no idea what marketing really was. So I spent $3,000 ordering these shirts, doing the Shopify stuff, uh, 
I think that was the main thing because I had I had no idea what I was doing. But just like I spent three thousand dollars setting up this whole shop, and I spent zero dollars on marketing, and then I realized I'm like this isn't going anywhere. Like how how do people do it? What the heck? Like what is going on? What am I missing? I learned that there was much more to building a business, much more to marketing, much more to sales. There's just so much. Or there's not so much, but there's just a lot of key things that you should be focusing on before spending any money on on product or investing anything. There's a lot of free things that you can do that you can learn to minimize the risk of you spending $3,000 and getting zero in return. Right, right. Are there are there like a top two, top two, top three things that you would do if you were to go with this pursuit again differently? I would, I would first off, direct to garment. That that method is just so much easier. I <laughs> do way more marketing. Yeah, I would like with direct to garment. I I literally have to spend what maybe a hundred dollars just on the setup, and that's like I'm getting a sample, and then that way. Like if anyone else orders, like I, I'm not spending any money. I'm not spending like three thousand dollars, and you know, learning about brand building, learning about, excuse me, learning about what makes someone actually want to buy something, right? Similar with music, what makes someone actually want to invest into your artist brand? What makes someone want to actually listen to your music multiple times, other than it just being good? What makes, makes someone want to consume things other than your content and follow you on Instagram and Twitch and TikTok and whatever? Yeah, that's how you make the fan. Like you've got exactly. listeners, but then you need like you need fans. Spot on. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Pow. I like that. That is the speed round. Cade, we're crushing it today. We're going now into our next segment. This next segment is called What's your take? What's your take? Let me hear you say. Okay, oh, I'm about to see these intros. Oh my gosh, I love it! I love it. It's different. You enjoy those? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. We, uh, we 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 got together as a group and we sat in the studio and we're like, so what are we gonna do with our transitions this season? And well, this is the product. <laughs> love it! I love it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so back to open discussion now. We are doing great for time, and essentially for this segment, we're just looking for your wisdom. Um, I do have a bit of a theme for this episode, so I'm just going to share that with you. <clears throat> I'm hoping to get Garner around three different ways that artists can regain control over their careers, even before they start. Ooh. Cool? So, so we'll keep that in mind okay. as we have this conversation. Um, I mentioned in the intro that you've done so, so many collaborations. There were too many that I couldn't even mention them all in the intro. Um, but what have you learned from doing so many collaborations and from playing drums for so many different groups? You have to be, so number one thing, you actually have to be good. You have to be good at producing or drumming or whatever. A lot. Some people think that music is all about connections. No, you actually have to be really, really good at your craft and you know constantly practicing at your craft in order to get rehired because if you're not good no one's going to hire you again the industry is small people are going to talk they're going to tell you hey don't hire Kate he's actually not that good which has happened to me because I didn't practice too much for certain gigs and I that has never happened again I make sure that has never happened again so how did you how do you make sure that didn't happen again I just worked harder just practice more I was just more prepared is a lot of people yeah go ahead yeah, a lot of people don't realize that like 
just putting a, a bit a few more hours into preparing something for a rehearsal something for just preparing a demo just just you know the more you do it the more you prepare the better the outcome is the higher the the possibility of you getting rehired is i find that the more you prepare the luckier you get exactly exactly yeah it's just it's just preparation and just for me it was it was a drummer i was i was a drummer and there's one gig i didn't have too much time to prepare for and i didn't botch it but i didn't play like the best that i wanted to never heard from them ever again so i was like okay you know next time i'm gonna allocate a bit more time maybe gonna wake up like an hour or two earlier two days before just to run over the 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 set list a bit more and i've brought that over to my producing to to sending demos out to to even meetings you know talking or just researching on you know if someone's going to be interviewing me or if i'm going to be talking to someone what 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 is there on the internet about them that i should already know or that i could learn about so we don't waste time talking about that or so i can you know throw that out and they'll think it's a compliment because i've done so much research on that exactly right? it's 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 those little nuances that make a world of a difference even just that extra half an hour before your set if you can get that through practice what you're doing in between your songs all of those little things like make the world of a difference and and especially if you if you want to get hired again um okay how would you that, that's one thing yeah oh sorry I, I thought we're, we're going on with I, I think there's like three you asked me for three things if something. you got more let's give me give me some more okay i'll, I'll give you a, a, the second one the second one i think these are the two most important things but yeah so preparation and also not to take anything personally if someone doesn't want to work with you it's not a no never it is a not right now if like they don't hate you it's just that you know what you're trying to do with them what you're trying to do for them isn't they they don't need it right now or they don't want to right now and in the future you can always just pitch them again talk to them again if if you got their attention like you know they already kind of fuck with you oh sorry for the swear i don't know if we're allowed to swear, no you're totally yeah already kinda... speak speak freely <laughs> <laughs> but they, they already want to work with you ish yeah they're already interested yeah, yeah, almost like Tinder, right? If you're swiping, someone else swipes right. Like it's, it's not, they they already kind of like you. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. with this stuff, you know, if they're responding to your emails and they're interested, um, and then they say no, it's it's a it's a not right now. You know, they were interested, but then maybe just didn't align with what they're trying to do. So give it give it a year, give it two years. I don't know, give it like ten years or something. But just you know, you have that connection now. Be super professional about it. Just be super nice. If they say no, be like, all right, that's totally fine. You know, uh, good luck with everything. I'll I'll keep you in the loop or I'll keep in touch with you or something. Never take anything yeah. personally. Practice and don't take things personally. This is, it's not like we're, we're making ourselves quite vulnerable by sharing our art and whatnot. And I understand why people can feel like they need to take things personally, but they're not judging you if anything, they're judging the art and the art can be a representation of you, but they're free to judge it. Don't let that affect you. Like, do not take it personally. It's going to slow down all aspects of your career. That That's exactly it. Yeah. People are just, you know, they're just looking out for themselves and they just probably just don't have time to do whatever you're trying to do right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Stay happy, stay positive. Talk to them a little bit later. Maybe the <laughs> opportunity is there. Maybe it's not there for another two to three years. Who knows? Um, I've I've talked to like so many people like, they, you know, I, I, I do consultations with artists and stuff and they ask me and then, you know, I, I show them like a bunch of pricing and stuff or I tell them and then they're like, oh, you know, not right now. I'm like, that's totally fine. My DMs are always open. You just hit me up anytime for help. And then maybe like a year or two after they'll hit me. I was like, yo, Kate, can, can we get on a call? Like, I, I'm happy to pay you whatever. 
right? And it's just because, you know, I was professional. I, I continued to help them. You know, it's just stay, stay, don't take anything personally ever. Yeah, no, I, I mean, right here, right now, this is this is how we actually met. I met you. I right, was yes. very intrigued by this whole thing. And then season five began to kick off. I was like, yo, I can't do this right now. And now you're part of season five. And I'm definitely going to be connecting with you afterwards to talk about <laughs> I got you, I got you, what I got you got. You. Exactly. So so this is very real and it's it's evident. Um, the last question I got here about this is, is uh, sponsorships as a drummer. You were meeting a lot of people. You were building these relationships. Sometimes you got no. Sometimes you got yeses. One of the yeses that you were able to secure is that sponsorship. Um, um, how did that look like at the beginning? This was actually a lot, a lot simpler than than people realize. But it was really just like building a connection with this guy. I ha- I have a YouTube or I used to have a YouTube channel. It's, it's pretty dead now. I've got like nine thousand something subscribers on there, but like no one watches it anymore, and I don't post there anymore. <laughs> But I, I used to do a ton of drum covers, and then I, I was just like, as a kid, you're always just you love gear when you're when you're when you're just starting off in music. Gear is always gonna make you better. So I was just looking at like, oh, what cool drum places would I want to be sponsored by? And you know, all all these big companies come up, and then I, I found this really cool place. It was a custom drum shop, just like up in Newmarket, which is. Just about like 30, they're local. They're very, very close by and they're local. I'm like, oh, that's cool. And then, you know, I watched some of their videos. And after like a few months, I was like, I, I want to meet these guys. I, I, I want to buy something from them because like, their stuff like sounds cool. So I actually, I emailed them. I'm like, yo, can I, can I buy a snare drum? I wasn't even looking to get sponsored. I just like wanted a new snare drum and I wanted to buy something local. So I emailed the guy, Seppo. Uh, he, he's the, he's the, the owner of this place of TRS custom drums. I emailed him and he's like, yeah, come up, let's hang. I was like, what? Okay, cool. So I go to this drum shop and we just ended up hanging for, for an hour. I bought a snare drum off him. And then, uh, you know, that was that. I was just playing. And I'm like, I really, really like this. And then I want to, or after, I think it was about like a year or two after where I want to order my own custom drum kit. And it's the one that I've been playing for the last, oh my gosh, how, how long has it been? Last seven years, six years? Jeez. Yeah, but I, I was like, Seppo, can I order a drum kit? And he's like, yeah, man. Do you, you want to, you know, work out a deal? You you promote us a bit. Uh, I'll, I'll give you a discount on your stuff because, you know, he saw my YouTube channel. He saw my Instagram and all that. I'm like, okay, sure. So there was like nothing super contractual or anything. It was just a handshake. And because their product is just so good, like I'm happy, even if he didn't give me like a discount or anything, I'm, I'm just happy to promote TRS custom drums because their stuff sounds wicked. It just yeah, yeah. sounds so good. Seppo, the owner, he's such a nice guy. They really, really know what they're doing. But in terms of like sponsorships, like looking at it from a bigger picture, get sponsored by things that you actually care about and that you actually like. And, you know, if they don't sponsor you, don't run around looking for more sponsorships just for the sake of getting a sponsorship, especially as a musician, because, you know, this industry is small. The gear people do know the industry people as well who are going to get you places. And if, if, they hear if someone hears that you're shopping around for a sponsorship or an endorsement deal looking for like you know fender or jaguar and i don't know guitars but like looking for just like different drum companies to sponsor you they're going to talk and be like this guy's just looking for a sponsorship he doesn't actually care about the products whereas people companies want people who actually care about the products to to endorse to show off their products and for me I've, i've been playing trs custom drums for what seven years now eight years now like i'm i'm so happy with their stuff yeah, and I've got two drum kits from them. I'm, I'm just, like, even if 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 I wasn't 
you know, I didn't have that kind of handshake deal with them, I'd still be happy to promote their stuff. I just, I just love what they make. Right. So that's how it happened. It was super, super simple. Not some crazy, you know, you're going to like a bigger company, you got to sign all this stuff. But it's really, I think it's really, really about just making connections and loving the products and stuff and just not expecting anything. Yeah. A lot of people, like, it depends on sponsorships too. Like, there's the, there's the endorsement deals for musicians with gear where they kind of give you discounts and stuff and they'll maybe maybe they'll promote you or something not really but it's you're really really getting that that discount because you need you're using so much gear all the time and right now like i don't need any extra endorsement deals or sponsorships from my my cymbals from my maybe maybe drumsticks I, i break drumsticks pretty often but other than that like i'm not playing drums as much as i used to i'm mainly producing so i don't really need a discount on anything because i'm not buying anything i'm not constantly using anything so that's that's how you kind of should think about endorsements now with sponsorships that's when like they actually give you money or they give you like free services and all that stuff and that that's a bit of a different story that i actually don't have too much experience on for like other things maybe you want to find some tiktok influencers or stuff uh to talk about with that but for for our deal our sponsorship deal our endorsement deal with trs custom drums it was just like a handshake you know you promote me i promote you i give you a discount i'm like all right deal that's how it works i like i like i like the unofficialness to that though i mean there are a lot of artists out here that don't necessarily want to get caught up in the whole contractual thing right off the bat because they don't know how that whole world tastes and 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 these kinds of unofficial like nonchalant agreements that are just based off of loyalty and you know genuine kindness to the other individual really allow uh, the 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 people with very little experience to start their their career path um i mean i mean just the sheer fact that you've got a sponsorship not you Cade, but like an individual if they have one sponsorship that opens the door to the next sponsor it's, it's usually the, the first one that's the most challenging so if you don't have to go so official to get that first one it makes the rest easier so so thanks for sharing that story. it's really just about relationships i think a lot of the stuff is just a lot a lot less complicated when, what about what people a lot less complicated than people think a lot of yeah. my friends it's all just like oh yeah i knew a guy and then he just hooked me up you like, just wow, sent him an email really he said come chill yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> people are awesome. people humans yeah. are humans everyone just wants to have a good time don't forget that people are just people Okay, cool, 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 cool. Um, you on your YouTube channel, you said you've created lots of in the past, at least lots of covers. Um, you also have done lots of remixes, and this is one of the times where you got to see a little bit more success in your career. Um, what uh, what do you have to consider when you're doing work with other people's art, like legally and whatnot? Legally, it's just you have to get their permission from their team. It's if the, if if okay. So with YouTube and like SoundCloud and stuff, you can put out remixes out there. You can, these are called, in, in the EDM world, these are called bootleg remixes. They're not official remixes. You're just taking the track, isolating the vocals through some sort of program, and then putting your own touch on it. You can put that on YouTube, but you won't make any money from it. You won't have any royalties from it. If YouTube's algorithm sees that or it hears that it is like you're using part of a track from someone else's, all the royalties will go to that artist. But right. legally, <laughs> You know, if you if you just talk to the managers, talk to the teams, if they're willing to to you know cut you in on some of the royalties, give you a fee or something, it's again, people are just people. You just gotta talk to them, ask them what's up. But yeah, with the legal stuff, all the remixes that I've done, people are always asking me, how how'd you get those on Spotify and all that? How'd you get those official remixes? How'd you get the stems? 
it was literally i i asked them they heard i, I made a you know bootleg remix just on tiktok one minute long sent it to them and i'm like do you want a full one and they're like yeah sure we're, we're making we're actually having a remix album here's the stems <laughs> it's it's a lot more simple so how did you make think. the bootleg remix I found something off TikTok. I isolated the vocals and I just put it in Logic and just like made something. It's super, super simple. Damn. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And that's that's how most producers do it in in the EDM world. They'll just they'll just find vocals somewhere. I think there's a video of what's his name? Even either David Guetta or Calvin Harris making a remix of WAP that was unofficial. They just like found they used YouTube. They downloaded the vocals from YouTube. Yeah. isolated the vocals and then just put their own thing on it and I, yeah i think it was david Guetta, but it's literally there you just take the vocals off youtube well shoot okay 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 so that's more <laughs> edm focused that's very cool um do you think like vocalists can do the same thing just email someone's team be like hey i want to do a remix to this and that with uh with uh new lyrics and that's the same process i think that would be a bit more different because if you're adding new lyrics that's kind of more on the songwriting side if if you're trying you know if you don't expect anything if you don't expect any royalties any rights to it then it's a lot easier i'm sure they'll just send you you can find just a karaoke track if anything if you want to do that if you want to add new lyrics or something and there are tons right. of those on and YouTube. you could just but upload if you that. actually want exactly you can just upload that you won't get any royalties from it or whatever yeah, but yeah. you know it'll be there for you to share with your friends with your fans and stuff but if you actually want to do something official, that's when you gotta talk to the managers. It's just talking to the managers, talking to the artists if if they're willing to let you uh, remix it or f- feature on it or something, right? Officially, yeah, because you're it's it's not you're, you're not the only one in spotlight now. Now they're in the spotlight, and then you're using their name to kind of push out your song a bit more. Right. So that's when things get a bit more complicated and you you know, you have to do a bit of negotiation. You got to see if they want if they even want this or not. But right. if you're doing something unofficially and you're just putting it on YouTube, SoundCloud, TikTok whatever, it's, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Okay, so I was talking to one of my friends and he's like, "In order for me to have uploaded this onto Instagram and TikTok, I had to change one of the tones by like 3 dB or something to like make it not official." Is that because had he not done that, they would have been collecting royalties or they would have been received a notification. He would have to take that down. I, okay, every situation is different. Yeah. But with with uh, social media algorithms in terms of like copyright. So this is like a, a, a problem of copyright. They, all this music, like I think they have it in like a database, like Sony, Warner, Atlantic, whatever, all these labels. And it's up there. Even if you upload through DistroKid. Your, your song is like kind of in the database of this this huge cloud. And then all these social media platforms, they're always listening to this music. They're, they're seeing, you know, did this song take any part of this other song? Does this sound that your friend made, let's say, for example, take any part of this other song? So I remember I, I was doing this back when I was making YouTube drum covers. Some songs would just get fully blocked, like a Taylor Swift song. I think it was blank space or shake it up or something if i tried to upload the original version of that just like normal whatever with my drums it would just get blocked so i had to tone it down right i had to i had to change the pitch of it uh like for it to either sound like a chipmunk or sound like a a, a 12 semitones down where he sounded like a big buff <laughs> big guy i don't know but shake it you, off. you just you just shake, had to shake. you just had to change it so the algorithms so the algorithms don't catch it so i think that's exactly what your friend was doing right. 
you still cannot get any royalties from that right. unless like yeah because you're using someone else's work yeah but that's how you kind of get past the algorithms in order to show off your work interesting someone someone got to be writing notes damn okay okay um <laughs> In the speed round, we talked about how you had a, an experience where you lost three grand, but that's in the past. Now we're in the business of making some money. You recently made over 10K on a single that you released in July called Eyelights. And this is about a three month period, which is preposterous. It's profound. It's wild. We need, we need to hear a little bit more about this. Um, so I'm curious to know what steps did you take before you even launched this song because you were there's there's definitely a release plan to this yes yes it was a lot i don't know if i can sum it up like super super detailed but it was just a matter of looking at this song so okay first of all i did this because i needed money asap if i put it on spotify the royalties would come in so slowly the amount of money I would invest into marketing, I wouldn't get that back for a long time. I needed money ASAP. I needed now. money in like two weeks. Yeah. Right? So I'm like, all right, let's, let's just try this out instead. I asked a bunch of friends, a bunch of my mentors, a bunch of the, the my, my close circle who I just consult everything in. Like we, we just talk, you know, I'm sure you have friends where you just, you just bounce ideas off each other. But I was just bouncing ideas off my, off my homies. And they're like, do it. You're the only, you're the only guy I know who could probably pull this off. I'm like, all right, let's, let's do it. I don't care. The worst thing that will happen is I will have to go find a real job. And I'm like, screw that. No, let's, let's make this happen. But in terms of that now it's just, yeah, seeing my song, I have a song now. How can I sell it as a product as opposed to, you know, a lot of artists, they just run Facebook ads to their Spotify page to tone down. I don't know that that's one of the main ways to, to market a song now. But I was like, what if I market the song like an actual product? Like if I was selling a shirt, if I was selling, I don't know, a new toilet seat or something. I, I, just one of those products that you see all, yeah. all over your Facebook ads. What if, I, what if I was selling it like that? And it was just a process of like looking at all these different sales pages, looking at all of these different methods on how people sell things like this, consulting my friends who have already done this. Or in, in terms of like, they, they've sold their own thing. It wasn't music, but they've sold their own thing. But just breaking it down and kind of working backwards and just relating it. Okay. This part is this part in my process. This part in their process is this part in my process and just connecting the dots. That That is it in a summary. Uh, in terms of like a bit more detailed, I just, I knew because I, I already had like fans and followers, like what were we at, like 2000 something? I don't know. But because I, I'm always constantly talking to my fans, to my followers, I already have an idea of what they want, what more they want of me. And it was just a matter of, you know, putting that all in a few packages and putting a price tag on it and doing a bit of marketing, really, really making sure like, okay, this is telling them this is exactly what you asked from us. And now we're giving it to you. Do you want to give us money for it? And it was just a matter of them saying, yes, here's my credit card or no, you know, maybe later. Yeah. And that just yeah. means maybe later, not right now. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Awesome. Okay. Does, does that make sense? That makes total sense. Um, and so I'm curious on a couple of different things. I know, I know if, if, if any of our listeners want specific details, Kay does do consultations. So like, this is information that he like works with you in detail. So please check him out for all of the, the nitty gritty details that you've got. He can't give us all of his secrets here, but, um, what, what secrets do you know? I'll, I'll give a few out. 
Well, I'm, I'm, not secrets. Everything, everything that I do is like you can find on Google. It's all free. Well, so it's just, I've just connected the dots a bit better. Yeah. So I, I was doing some. But some... Th- thank you for the plug. Thank you yeah. for the plug. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I was doing some research and like I kind of put some things together and and what I think you're kind of the direction you're going towards, maybe I'm wrong, is you release the product ahead of time to a specific set of people. You make it available to them almost like a movie release, like a like a cinema. Like you have to go to the movie theater to watch it and you, you spend your money there. But then afterwards, Netflix gets it or the TV system gets it. And so like it becomes accessible to the rest of the world. I'm not certain if that's the approach you're going with it to like create demand and exclusivity for your people now and then also sharing it with the whole world. I'm not sure if that's something similar, that you want to similar. share, but this is the direction I was leaning yeah, towards. Yeah, no, it's, it's no, no, I'll, I'll share that. It's, it's, it's very, very similar. So yeah, I was, this song, we're only making, we're only letting 5,000 something, only five, up to 5,000 people listen to it this year or 5,000 people have copies of it this right. year. If you, if you pirate it, if you share it, I have no control of that, but we're only having like 5,000 official people listen to this track this year. And then next year, I said I was going to release it on Spotify and stuff, but I don't even know if I want to do that anymore because it just makes it so much more exclusive. Yeah. Right? So it's like the only place that you, the, the only people who got to listen to the song, like these people are super, super special. So like imagine, you know, Marvel releases a film, releases like the fourth Avenger film, but they're saying only 10,000 people get to watch this. Imagine how much, how high they can charge those tickets for versus... This is out everywhere in movie theaters, and if you wait a bit, you can pirate this off the internet. You can watch this on Netflix where you're paying like $8 a month, $10 a month. I don't know right. how much Netflix costs. But just creating that demand is is, is – yeah, exactly what you said. It's very, very similar to what I was – what I'm doing, You know, creating that demand, marketing it. But again, it is a good song. People really, really like it. It's only a dollar. They get a ton of stuff other than the dollar. So yeah. Or other than just like one song, they're getting a whole giant package. And so, you know, I'm, I'm kind of making this more for my fans, making this for myself and just experimenting and seeing what else we can do in this music industry. I think it's been a grand experiment. Like I'm, I'm prepared to follow, follow the model verbatim <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> Obviously like everyone's situation is different, so I won't do that, 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 exactly what you did, but um, I, I definitely will be talking to you about that. Um, and, and, and I'm curious to know after having had this experience, what kinds of adjustments are you going to make for your future music? Do you do you think you're ever going to be like releasing traditional traditionally anymore? Oh yeah, of, of course. Yeah, yeah. I, I've got. I think I've got a song coming out in November. Just I'm putting it on Spotify and just kind of doing the traditional route again because this the thing that I did. It's so nuanced that I don't know who I could possibly pay to help me do it because there are just so many things that I had to do myself. And for me to, you know, kind of sit down and figure out that process on how to delegate it and find the people who could actually execute on what I did uh, up to the standards or even just like 70 to 80% of what I was doing, I don't, it, it'd be hard to do that. And I don't have the resources to, you know, do that right now. So I do have a song oh. coming out on Spotify uh next month I, I think i don't remember maybe i'm still deciding on whether or not if i want to release it. that's how i release yeah. my songs yeah it's yeah. just like if i want to do it because I, I know how to market my own songs so i'm like i'll just throw this out and i'll just do my thing because marketing comes pretty natural to me now that's awesome that's but awesome in terms of what i would do differently le- i think the most important part is learn was learning how to delegate 
all, all these different tasks. So exactly what I told you that I wouldn't do is something that I, if I were to do this again, I have to in order to not have myself go crazy in order to scale it. I only have what I only have 24 hours in a day. I need to get eight hours of sleep a day in order if, if I don't want to get sick and you know, I need to eat. I need, I need off time. I, I, I can't just hustle 24 seven. And like, I, I've tried to do that and I fully just, I totaled my car Whoa. when I tried to do that when I was 21. Oh, I nearly shit. died. Yeah, yeah, I nearly died than just trying rolls. to just hustle hard. Yeah. So now that I've had that experience, I'm like, okay, no, this isn't sustainable. Whenever I burn out, I kind of take a step back. I'm like, okay, what made me burn out? All right, let's adjust immediately so this never happens again. And I always end up burning out, but it's always like each time is significantly less. And I'm, I'm sure, you know, maybe in 10 years, I'll, I'll learn exactly how to not burn out and just, you know, find something that's super, super sustainable. Yeah. But yeah. delegating tasks to other people paying other people for their time for their work so you can focus on other things i think that's the <coughs> excuse me that's the thing that i would i would definitely do for next time it'll make everything go smoother um back to the 21 year old thing i mean i'm, I'm very happy that uh, you made it through but it's very real and I, I just bring this up again because at 21 you think that you're super young you're invincible but you're not i mean it can happen to anyone and, and that's why i just wanted to share some light Take care of your, your your health at every point of your career. I mean, it's critical. Without it, everything else slips away that you, fast. You are nothing without your physical or mental health. Yep. Yep. So, yes. Yes, yep. Lou. Okay. All right. Our final segment. This one is called Clear the Air. <laughs> Clear the Air. Right, stop recording. <laughs> Cut. Cut. Okay. Kate, clear the air. We've got a fan. We call them our smartests. And we've got the grumpy sound guy who sent in a question. He's not here, so I'll have to read it for him. Um, but yeah, let me, let me share with you the fan question, okay? Hi, Kate. My name is Cooper. What are some ways that upcoming artists can invest in themselves if they're on a low budget? Did you get that? Things, yep, yep. So, Cooper, things that artists can upcoming artists can do to invest on in themselves on a low budget is education there is so much education out there that is completely free youtube google articles my dms i always answer my dms if you need help and then there's a ton of people who are willing to help youtube videos is education so many people want to you know just skip that skip educating themselves and just get right into it but you have no money to, to scale, you got that money. The most important thing you can do with that money is invest it into advertising or marketing. That that's what I would say. With everything else, just educating yourself. That 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 stuff is completely free. Practicing, executing, getting better at your skills, practicing your your content creation, practicing your marketing skills. All of the stuff. Like if you have to spend that money on you know bills and groceries, you can you can market a song really really well with zero dollars there's so many tools out there that can teach that that can help you market that song with zero dollars tiktok you don't have to spend a single dollar on tiktok you just got to get really really good at content creation and how you can do that is just by watching a ton of tiktoks and just making a ton of tiktoks and seeing which ones do well the ones that do well copy the ones that you're doing well think about like you know why they did well how how you made them and then just do more of that all this stuff is, you know, upping your skills, getting better at marketing, getting better at sales, getting better at content creation, getting better at producing, getting better at stuff that can, you know, generate you income so you don't 
have so you can kind of increase your budget because now you're actually making money you know someone hires you to to mix a song someone hires you to teach them how to produce that maybe that's an extra like forty dollars an extra hundred dollars extra four hundred dollars that you can invest back into your marketing or into now you have a larger budget does that make sense you, you see where i'm going with this absolutely absolutely it's a compounding education effect. education education is is the, is the way to go and there's just so much free stuff out there you just gotta look for it you gotta spend some time looking for it yeah yeah it's a it's a great approach i mean spend some time be consistent be patient and it, it grows it grows it's like a snowball it gets easier as you go um okay question and, and one thing one one yeah. extra thing sorry one, one more thing if you know how to do these things you will never be taken advantage of by someone else there are so many crooks in this music industry that are just <laughs> looking to make a quick buck if you know how to do these things for yourself you will never be able you will never be taken advantage of you can spot these guys immediately you can save your money save yourself a lot of headache a lot of time a lot of regret just by educating yourself it's so true it's so true it down the road it's worth it even now it's worth it so just take the time um exactly question from the grumpy sound guy he's got almost like a two-part question um because we were talking about the exclusive release that you that you've done um is this the best solution that you've come up with to get around Spotify royalties? Is that why you 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 did this whole thing? I wasn't trying to get around. Well, okay, yeah, yes and no. Oh man, that's a that's a that's a question. Spotify royalties are great if you if if you've got a big enough following where you can try, kind of just like make an extra twenty to fifty dollars every day. But that means you need at least I think like a hundred thousand something you need a lot of streams every day like yeah. it's, it's in the in the six figures seven figures every single day worth of streaming so if it's, I could it's not that, sustainable if I could just, unless you're if, massive exactly if i was if i was a big enough artist i could just throw out a song and then have the algorithms just like you know do that for me like i wouldn't i wouldn't do this ever again because there's other things that i could be spending my time on but because you know i needed money up front and yeah it was mainly i needed money up front in order to invest back into my business that's exactly why I did this. But I learned Sounds a lot. It brought a lot of value to my fans. It brought a lot of value to, to my producer and artist community. The, like I can show people how to do this now. So that's huge. Yes, I would do this again differently. I definitely have to kind of circle back and see what shouldn't I have done? What should I have done better? What could I have done better? And also, if I get big enough, no, I don't want to do this ever again. <laughs> or it's, it's different it's just if you don't have to it, it, it was just the experience like i just spent so much effort on this and i kind of went crazy I, I worked like there was yeah there were three weeks where i worked just 20 days in a row minimum eight hour days and like it was tough it was tough i don't think very many people can do that without going crazy or wanting to you know unalive themselves but it's, <laughs> it's a lot of, it's a lot of work it's yeah, a lot that. of work i hear that but if you have if you have the budget if you have the friends if you have the the team to help you do it go for it that's how we that's how people used to do it back in the 60s and the 50s right Makes you sense. just gotta gotta readjust these days there's so many more tools that where you can do it for super 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 easy now but you just kind of you know readjust your strategy and see what works best for you yeah readjust it's okay um, and then, sorry, the, the final question from the Grumpy Sound Guy. He is a, a bit of a TikTok fan, but he's not popping like you are. Um, <laughs> he wants to know, do you have any specific <laughs> tips that you, you, you were able to use? I know you said post, 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 study, and then see what works and switch. But maybe maybe just share what worked for you. So TikTok really is a skill. Social media, content creation, 
getting good at content creation and making videos that just people want to keep watching that is a skill that you have to practice it will not come immediately i can tell you exactly what i do but in order for you to replicate re the results for yourself there are like you have to practice it i can tell you right now off TikTok, you want to be able to capture their attention instantly and keep them watching you got to have something new every single second not every single second but just like new something to keep their attention there you want to know exactly who not exactly who your audience is but exactly what's why the you're thing? making this content yeah exactly what's the meaning of this content and it's super super important you got to have fun doing it i want like the most important part is like if you make a video and you get like one view on it are you still happy with that video if you're not happy with that video then you should be doing something that's more fun in terms of like content creation if you enjoy it, if you enjoy it because i made a ton of videos I've, I've made so many videos and when i was just going for the views and stuff i was oh man i was i was so sad or i wasn't sad but i was just like this sucks because I, I was just going for the views and whenever i didn't get any views it's like well, it sucked because that was my only goal now for me my tiktok strategy is just make really really good music that i am proud of practice your production skills and then kind of adjust it in a way where you know it's gonna my community might vibe with it the tiktok might vibe with it and you know even if i don't get any views i had a lot of fun doing it i learned a few things i you know practiced my a bit of my production and practiced a bit of my content creation skills got to experiment so biggest thing with tiktok is you have to have fun with it learn how to make it fun for yourself and then it mm -hmm. will be a lot easier for you to up your skills get better at tiktok and continue creating all these amazing videos for you to you know hit five million trillion followers Bow! we out here grumpy sound guy you have to have some fun with it okay try try not be maybe you find your grumpy followers i don't know <laughs> just have some fun with it all right cool pop 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 that's awesome um we have made it to the very end of clear the arcade i'm, I'm gonna ask you next do you have any final words listen to go produce every episode there are so many gems in go produce because Lou is just such an amazing guy. The people at Go Produce, such a great team. Hey. Also, my DMs are always open. <laughs> if you ever need any help, my DMs are always open. You know, you listen, you listen to something from Go Produce. You want a second opinion on it? Feel free to hit me up at Music by Cade on Instagram. Uh, I just, I just like helping. You know what I mean? I, I never, I'm, I'm all about saving money so you can invest it into your marketing. So like any way that I can help, I will try my best. Um, I give out too much free advice. Free advice. So, yeah, like, <laughs> that's just that's a tagline. I, I, I just like meeting people. Yeah. Oh, 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 the biggest thing that I've learned last year, some guy called Cody Rain literally just hit me up on TikTok. He's like, yo, we'll get on a call. And I'm like, I, I, and he told me all the things now. I'm like, yeah, sure. This weird random guy. This guy dropped so many gems on me. This guy was so smart. He's like making six figures and, and like, oh my gosh. This guy was, just, I'm like, what that? Why is this guy talking to me and just giving me all this free advice? What he said at the end was, success comes from helping others find success so i want everyone who's listening to that whoever heard that take that to heart if you are helping others find success you will find success for yourself it's inevitable it's inevitable i like that let's yes. let's end on that note wow um we've got a couple of different uh, resources and links that i'll be sharing in the show notes you just gave us a couple as well so that's perfect other than that, I just want to say thank you so much, Kay, for being here. We very much do appreciate you and your time and your knowledge, uh, your energy. All of that is fantastic. 
Listeners, smartest, if you want to connect with me or other like-minded individuals, check us out on our Facebook group. We don't have a Discord yet, but if you want one, let me know. We'll be talking about that a little bit more. My name is Big Blue. This is Go Produce. We out.